Welcome to the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Training Podcast for serious-minded, deep-thinking, career-oriented network marketing pros who are sick of the fluff and appreciate the truth. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host who has produced over 200 hours of real-world training for the industry, 30-plus years network marketing pro, Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. I appreciate you being here. I hope you guys had the opportunity to listen to session 102 with Cliff Walker. And uh, Cliff just really uh, laid out some some great information and dropped some knowledge bombs for sure last week. And I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, let, let Cliff know that you enjoyed uh, his session. I would appreciate that. Uh, this session is called customer. Uh, 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 that, that, that's called customer alienation. Customer alienation. Alien. You alien. You alienate people. You customer alienation. And bonus hate mail. Bonus hate mail. I'm I'm convinced that. The reason a lot of people listen to me because they think, my gracious, if that Southern talking uh, guy that gets his words confused and his mind gets going faster than his mouth, if he can do this, I know I can do it. And that's cool. That's cool. I appreciate that. Whatever it takes, whatever inspires you, I'm good with that. Customer alienation and bonus hate mail is included in this session, session 103. I need you guys to know that I sincerely appreciate your feedback. I depend on it. It helps me more than I can really communicate to you guys. It sincerely does when you leave feedback on blog posts. And I'm not talking about, Dale, that was great. Dale, this is good. That's good. Whatever. And I appreciate those. I sincerely do. But, you know, I'm in a fortunate situation where I can gather as much information and share that which I think will be the most valuable for people at any time. I don't have to worry about uh, telling people what they want to hear, stroking egos. Uh, I don't have to worry about all that. You know, my focus is, is different than a lot of people's, you know, but I'm in a different time and place in my life. So it, it's it's it, it's very important for, for me to get as much feedback and input from as many people as I possibly can because it really helps me a lot. And as I believe 100% as Jim Rohn told us, you know, you got to love people enough to tell them what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. And, you know, you got to I, I appreciate when people reach out and tell me I'm a I'm a scam artists and crook and don't know what I'm talking about. That keeps me on my toes and it, it doesn't bother me. I've got thick skin. I know where my heart is. I know where my focus is. I, I can look myself in the mirror every night and know that I'm doing the very best that I can as a husband, as a father, as a son, as a son-in-law, uh, as a brother-in-law and so on and so forth you know my family I, i'm doing the very best that i can do and i and i want to continue to get better in all aspects there 
And as it relates to the network marketing profession, you know, people tell me every week I get emails, Dale, you would make so much more money if you wouldn't do this, if you would do that, if you talk about this. And I understand that. But And yes, I certainly want to create cash flow from network marketing support services. You know, I have to justify the time that I'm spending uh, creating content for people in the profession. Uh, but I always have believed and always will believe that if, if you tell the truth and you you're really understand what you're talking about and you have the track record and the experience, that the right people find you. And, and that's what's happened for me and will continue to happen for me. And I don't, you know, I don't need to, to make a million dollars, you know, with network marketing support services, or I don't, you know, it's, it's just a different mission in life. This is what I need to be doing because it's what I'm supposed to be doing. And some of you understand that many of you don't. Uh, you know, every, for many people, everything is based upon, you know, what was your conversion rate? How much did you make when you launched that? How much did this happen? And again, the, the, the level that my mind does not wrap around that is fascinating to me. And it's really fascinating to the people that know me well. But it is where I live and it gives me much more freedom and flexibility when I can just say what I need to say and communicate the very best of my ability and let it fall where it falls. So I'm going to share with you a couple of hate emails that I've received recently and it's been kind of interesting. It's really kind of fascinating to me uh, where people come from. But the first one was, I sincerely appreciate, uh, no, that's not it. <laughs> it says, Mr. Calvert, I don't understand your teaching that all new members must complete a top 20 and top three reason sheet before you should work with them. This intimidates those who are not ambitious and makes them feel like they shouldn't be part of the team. That was the first one. I, did, I don't have my responses here. Uh, we just categorize these in different categories and then when there's enough, enough train of thought and feedback in a certain area, then I try to address it either through the podcast or a blog post or somehow, some way. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, you're an absolute idiot. <laughs> you're an absolute idiot. I heard you say the only reason to sponsor someone is to eliminate them as soon as possible. It takes me a tremendous amount of time and energy to close someone in my business and then convince them to go on auto ship. Now you are seeing, now you are saying I need to eliminate them. You should stop your podcast. They stink. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, number the next one. You should stop your podcast. They stink. Uh, do business the way doing business the way you teach. It can only alienate. That's where that word came from. Alienate customers on one's team. I choose to love and respect everyone, and certainly would never have definite closure as you teach. Everyone needs to feel free to consume products. Uh, how they are going to, how are they going to remain on auto ship if you try to close the relationship? So we teach a concept called definite closure, which we'll review here in a minute. Uh, maybe you aren't that intelligent. Uh, next one. This is the last one, I think. No, it's not. 
the next one is, I've been with my company three years, and after going through several of your podcasts, I contacted the seven people I've enrolled and asked them to complete their 20 reasons sheet. Only one has done so, and she is my top producer. The others made me feel like I was intruding and upset that I asked. How do I get the rest engaged? They didn't even show up when our company president came to town for Super Saturday. Um, this is my favorite. Uh, you are an egotistical bully. Telling people not to high-five newies and call them rock stars if they haven't really done much is disgusting. 80% of network marketers are happy if they are earning 0 to $500 a month and making them feel insignificant if they don't want more than that is not the proper way to build a team. When my organization grows to a thousand people, I want as many of those people on auto ship as possible. You need to understand the social aspect of this business and stop being so condescending and obnoxious with your podcast sessions. Uh, this one, I picked up the phone. I had to do a little research. I found this lady. Uh, her name is Leandra, and she lives in Virginia. Now, I'm, I'm calling her out. I'm not going to say her last name because um, she'll never probably listen to another podcast anyway. And if she does, then if the shoe fits, wear it. Uh, so... I didn't finish it. It says, you need to understand the social aspect of this business and stop being so condescending and obnoxious with your podcast. Okay, so uh, I called her. And, you know, I just said, you know, this is Dale Calvert and I read, you know, got your email and I just wanted to just touch base with you and just find out a little bit more about you and your background and uh, why you found you know, what you, what did I say that you found so offensive? And, you know, that warranted calling me an egotistical bully. I'm just curious. And, you know, she said, well, you were making fun about people that have, have events and, and high five people and call them rock stars when they haven't done anything. They haven't even talked to their mom or whatever. I don't even, I'm sure I said that, but I don't remember. But long story short, she, you know, she's been in the industry seven years. Uh, she's followed her leader, who's making 100000 plus a year, to five different companies in the last seven years. Uh, you know, she, she told me, she said, but I'm staying with this one because I found a supportive group of people. Uh, and I'm sure that their training that I'm receiving is going to help me get in profit and rank up. And and I said, ma'am, I said, listen, I said, I hope it does. I said, but, you know, everything that we've talked about, there's a reason. There's a reason. And, you know, I understand that there are many people in the industry that really, when it comes right down to it, they're really teaching people more how to operate a, a social club or a cult than they are teaching them how to build a business and develop teams of people with real goals, dreams, desires, 
and real customers who enjoy consuming products. And, you know, for when people don't understand that this is really, you know, their mode of operation is social uh, and that when you when 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 you when you don't understand what's really going on behind the curtain and you create a social culture instead of a business culture ultimately when it's all said and done down the road you're going to achieve about one tenth of your true upside potential and and I believe that so I understand that the network marketing business model has been, uh, as I talked about, I think it was in 2000 when I wrote the article, we have a choice, inspire greatness or cater to mediocrity. And I understand that this profession has catered to mediocrity to such a point for so long that it's become the social norm in this profession. I don't believe it should be. But I also believe that's probably one of the top reasons why network marketing is not leading the entrepreneurial revolution that's happening around the world, because we've made it more of a social club than a business. Now, you know, I'm going to I'd be the first to admit that, you know, that the network marketing has been diluted to a point that what is perceived to be common business practices make no sense to business-minded people. You know, there's really not a lot of business going on in network marketing businesses today. So I just want to make a couple of things really, really clear for, for because I get these type of emails from time to time. I mean, this is like in the last 6, 12 months. But I got two in, the, two in the same week, and it's like, okay, I'm going to address this. You know, customer alienation. It's like, where, where is this stuff coming from? What are you talking about? And, and, and again, you know, after talking to her, I totally understood what was happening. But prior to that, it's like, what the heck? This is ridiculous. And, and see, uh, there's an article that would probably do well for everyone to read. You know, it was written years ago, but it's so evident what's happened in today's environment. And that is whatever happened to retail and network marketing. We'll try to put the link there for you. Um, so you can so you can check that out. Um, and, and again, see, we're in an environment now where a lot of people that they don't even know what retail wholesale is. Uh, you know, wholesale buyers is the new norm in this profession. You know, everybody just signs up and buys wholesale. So that means the only profits that you would make is if you qualify for bonuses. I mean, there's just a lot of things that have happened that really, from a business mind standpoint, make no sense. And if you look at companies' websites, corporate network marketing websites over the last two, three, four years, you've seen a shift. Uh, and I'm not saying it's necessarily bad, but I'm saying that that a lot of companies, they, they're trying to look like 
traditional online retail stores and usually many times making no reference to the income opportunity or uh, what can what can be accomplished uh, through the network marketing business model and I'm not saying that's a bad thing I am saying that you know you should have a website like that uh, for geared towards customers but but you should have a uh, information that inspires affiliates to dream and to realize that you know it's not totally okay to just have the mentality to go out and get three so yours can be free and again I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but I'm saying that in the real world there's re- in network marketing there's really no distinction between those that want to build a business, those that want to create a part-time income, and those that are wholesale buyers, our preferred customers, or whatever they're called. There's no distinction in the marketplace. And if you stop and think about this, it's like if I go to Home Depot out here and I know who's part of the team, okay? The people that are part of the team, they're all walking around and they have orange vests on, and they've started and they're trying to advance through the Home Depot corporate structure. Most of those people are there to advance and grow and maybe even become a manager and possibly down the road even become a leader. Okay, but I know the people that are part of the team not just because of the orange vest they're wearing, but because that's what they they aren't the, the it's very distinct the people that walk in the door and buy cartons of nails and plywood and maybe a lighting fixture are customers the people that are working in the environment to help the business grow and sustain and be profitable are team members and and somehow in this profession, we've thrown everybody in the same bucket. And ladies and gentlemen, that ain't the case. That's not the way it is. So leadership, when, when leadership, the first job of leadership is to ask that person, why are they in the business? And then to help them accomplish whatever they want to accomplish until you know why the how doesn't matter until you know why your people are involved you don't want to talk to someone that just wants to buy the products wholesale and get three customers so theirs can be free you don't want to talk to them about a hundred thousand dollars a year full-time income quitting their job none of that means anything to them but on the same token, you don't want them coming to your to your events unless there's going to be a main focus on the product or service in which you that you're marketing. And, and, and there's mass confusion on this. And it just it's we have to as an industry and as individuals stop, take a breath, move back a little bit and really think about what we're talking about. You know, listen, you know, uh, Sammy, uh, Sammy wrote the, the email, Mr. Calvert, I don't understand you teaching that all new team members must complete a top 20, top three 
three reasons sheep before you should work with them. This intimidates those who are not ambitious and makes them feel they shouldn't be part of a team. Sammy, they aren't part of your team. They're part of your customer base. Did you hear what I said? They're not part of your team. And I don't know why anybody that can think straight in any way, shape, or form would think they're part of your team. They're part of your customer base. They're not part of your team. You have to, <laughs> you have to identify who's part of your team and who's part of your customer base. And don't try to make customers team members and don't try to make team members customers, even though, and this is important, your best customers are going to be people that at one time had orange vest on, but they hung the vest up and now they just come through the door once or twice a month and get their nails and their paint and whatever they need, they are now customers. That's going to happen. Your best customers at, are people that at one time thought they were going to be team members. Guys, we got to wrap our brains around the realities of this business. If a person wants to be a customer, you love them, you support them, you, 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 you send them a, a Christmas card or a Thanksgiving card and you show appreciation. I mean, last year in our uh, Wildcat Gifts, our e-commerce business, you know, we went in and we sent four University of Kentucky cups to everybody that had bought anything from us in the last 12 months with appreciation letter, just saying we appreciate your business. I believe in that stuff more than anybody on the planet that you that you take care of your customers and you give them the best possible customer service that you possibly can. Those of you that have gone through our training, you've heard me say many times that they buy once, they're a suspect, they buy twice, they're a prospect, they buy three times, they're a customer. And once you have a customer, you go way above and beyond and you do everything you possibly can to service those customers. But we have this, this delusion within network marketing where we can't understand the difference between a customer and a team member. And here's, here's the thing about team members, guys. Everybody has their own path as a team member. Okay? Everybody has their own path. And if, if somebody's not willing to stop for a minute and figure out why they're doing the business and figure out their top three goals and watch Earl Nightingale talk about the strangest secret, and, and, and there's a reason, according to many uh, or at least a couple of Ivy League schools who've done this and done the study, why the people that write down what they want accomplish more than not the 97% that don't. And as a leader, it's irresponsible. It's irresponsible to know that fact and to have been exposed to as much information that you've been exposed to and not require. If somebody wants to do the business, awesome. Zig told us, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. How can you help someone get what they want when you don't know what it is? 
So this mealy mouth attitude about it intimidates those that are not ambitious and makes them feel they shouldn't be part of the team. Sammy, wake up, my friend. Who have you been listening to? That's ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. You've got to take it to another level as a leader. And you've got to understand what your real job is here. It's not to babysit and burp and diaper people. That's not the job. That's not the job here. I mean, you can do it if you want to do it that way, but you aren't going to achieve one one hundredth of what you could accomplish. Teresa, you're an idiot. (laughs) You're an absolute idiot. I heard you say the only reason to sponsor someone is to eliminate them as soon as possible. It takes me a tremendous amount of time and energy to close someone in my business and then convince them to go on auto ship. Now you're saying I need to eliminate them and you should not stop. And you should stop your podcast. They stink. Okay. Here's the deal, lady. And, and I don't mean that condescending. Okay. I, again, I don't know where you're creating these paradigms. It just blows my mind. It it sincerely blows my mind. But let's just back up a little bit. It takes a tremendous amount of time and energy to close someone in my business. Okay, that's the first clue. I have never taught, do not believe in closing anyone. I believe you're looking for the right person at the right time in their life. And if you have to close them in the business, then you're going to have to beg them to take action. I did it for three years. I talked people into doing it. It was a total 100% waste of my time. I've watched this go on for over 35 years. I do not believe in closing. I think people that are teaching people how to close people are 100% missing the boat missing the boat it's not about closing as many people as you can it's about finding who are the three to five people this year that you can run with that want it as bad as you do that's how you win this game it's not by closing as many people as you possibly can what else did she say here uh it takes all my time and energy to close someone in my business and then convince them to go on auto shift again if you're convincing somebody to go on auto ship, guess what? They're coming off of it. All, all you do in that scenario is waste your time. So, okay, call me an absolute idiot. I accept that, but I am telling you, I'm, I have your best interest at heart here. Uh, I, I'm not looking at your BB next month. I'm looking at what your business is going to look like three, five, ten years from now. And when you have these type of mindsets, When you have these type of mindsets, you drastically limit your upside potential with this business model. Uh, What was the next one? Do business the way you you teach. You can only, that's where the word came, alienate customers on one's team. I choose to love and respect everyone and certainly would never have definite closure as you teach. Everyone needs to feel... Feel free to consume products, how they're going to remain, 
how are they going to remain on authorship if you close the relationship? Maybe you aren't that intelligent. Okay, here's what I believe. I believe 100% indefinite closure. 100%. 100% indefinite closure. I believe you bring people in the business. You throw... I, I, I believe your job as a leader is to get them launched, get them through their beginning spurt, up after their first slump and then help them jump hurdles as needed when they get to the plateau it's predictable it's going to happen help them off the plateau and help them have that final run to where they are full-time and achieve what they came here to achieve okay that is explained in detail at mlmhelp.com forward slash the road that's the predictable path in this business and people that are trying to just motivate and, and and keep people engaged and active and on their team instead of just letting them be customers is a major mistake. I, let them be customers. Again, we got to distinguish the difference between team members and customers. Guys, the ones with the orange vest are team members. It's just uh, it's just astounding to me how diluted and convoluted all this is. It's not difficult. It's simple. And again, I understand that there's people that are that should know better that are just contributing to this confliction because I guess it makes them more money. I really don't know. I, I sincerely don't know, but. Of course you respect everyone. Of course you do. And again, when you start someone, it's like, look, we're and, and training club members, you know this. Everybody that's a member of the training club, you, when you start someone, you say, look, we're working with somebody that, that helped over 200 people develop five, six, and seven-figure incomes. We have a very systematic approach to building your team. Do you want to plug into our system or do you want to do it on your own? So from the beginning, we establish that. That's the first question. And when they say, I want to plug into the system, then we say, great, and we throw them the ball. The first, until you know why, the how doesn't matter. We need top 20 reasons, top three, 50 names to practice with. Everybody that's a, a member of the training club, you know that. You're doing that. Your teams are doing that. And, and you throw them the ball. And if they say, well, I can't think of 20 or whatever, if they don't throw the ball back, that's an indication of that's probably somebody that right now, right now, you should not be devoting a lot of time, energy, and effort with because they're probably not going to be one of your three to five this year. That does not mean you don't respect them, you don't love them, you don't communicate with them but you don't waste a lot of time energy and effort with them it's it's the first hoop and they didn't get through it okay that doesn't mean that circumstances in their life's not going to change a year two three years from now and if they're consuming and loving the products then when 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 circumstances change you want them to think of you but if you badger them and beat them to death and try to get them to do that which they're not ready to do it's never going to happen so again, I feel like people take stuff out of context and, and, and base it upon things that are simply just not reality. 
So, yes, if someone says, or let's say they do the reasons. Okay, now we're going to launch it. And we're going to do 10, 10, 10, 10 letters, 10 calls, 10... 10 letters, 10 letters, 10 letters. And if at any time during the launch process or after their first slump or as they run into hurdles, at any time during this process, they don't throw the ball back, then you have a heart-to-heart talk with them, one-on-one over a cup of coffee if possible. And if they say, Dale, you know, I just don't have the time I thought I was going to. This isn't happening. That's not happening. Blah, blah, blah. Then you say, hey, no problem. Have definite closure. Have definite closure. Now, when I say definite closure, it's not you're never going to talk to them again. But say, hey, I understand. I appreciate you being honest and upfront with me. You know, I understand that your mom's in the hospital and you're you're dealing. She's she's going to have to move in with you. Life happens, guys. You have to respect that in other people's life. Different things happen at different times. But you know what? The major indication on who you're dealing with is if they can't get through the first hurdle, top 20, top 3, 50 names to practice with, then all you've done is save yourself an enormous amount of time down the road. You know, you want to find out who you're dealing with and who you're working with as soon as possible. It's not about just let's all sing hands, hold coom, sing cold hands, sing kumbaya. We got a better way, blah, blah, blah. This is not a social club, ladies and gentlemen. It is a business. Yes, there's an awesome social aspect to this business, but if people are in it, if you're in it to build your family's legacy and somebody else is in it for the social aspects, the sooner you identify that and understand that, the better off you're going to be. And if that doesn't make sense to you, then you're probably here for the social aspects yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But be true. Be true. A lot of people have a lot of knowledge and but knowledge without action leads to self-delusion. And there's a lot of self there's a lot of people walking around this industry in a state of self-delusion at all levels. Newbies and people have been around 25, 30 years, and everybody in between. Got me worked up. Uh, I've been with my company three years, and after going through several of your podcasts, and I contacted seven people I've enrolled and asked them to complete their 20 reasons. Only one is done at my top producer. The others made me feel like I was intruding and upset that I asked. How do I get the rest reengaged? They didn't even show up when the company president came to my town for a Super Saturday. <sighs> I wish I had a nickel for every time I've heard this from different people. Look, when you got started, you did not. You were a different person than you are now. You've got some awareness now. You've got some understanding. So when you got started, you know, three years ago, those seven people that you think are team members are not team members. They're customers, and that's okay. They're customers, and that's okay. What you want to make sure that you do from this point forward when someone joins your team, 
and I don't, I'm not sure, uh, Tommy G, I'm not sure if you're a training club member or not, but if you are, then you know what to do. You know what to do. We've already covered it on this podcast. I'm not, you've heard it on the training club audios multiple times. I'm not going to recover. So again, it's about you growing, learning and becoming better at your craft better at what you're doing, better at getting people launched quickly. And see, that's why it's so important to get people launched quickly that are ready to launch. You know, ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. And when a lot of people join, they have that ignorance on fire stage. They got a lot of excitement. It's your job as a leader to help them get their business launched quickly and know why they're doing it to begin with. When you go back, and a lot of people do this, a lot of people hear my content, they, they go through some of our training programs, and then they try to go back to the people that they've had over the years and try to reinitiate them. And there's a right way you can do that, and there's a wrong way to do it. But most people are not going to re-engage now. Some will later when they see you progressing and moving forward. But it's the right thing to do is to go back and attempt to re-engage people. But if they're not ready to re-engage, that's fine. That's okay. Let them be customers now. Just let them know, look, I'm going to take this to a new level. I've got a new awareness and understanding and work ethic ethic and desire and dreams. And I'm going to make this happen. And in the future, if you ever decide you want to get going again, all you have to do is pick up the phone and let me know. And I'll be here to help you get launched and get this moving forward. And that's how you leave it. And you go on. If the people that you have are not going to take you where you want to go, you must find new ones. That's reality. Last one, you're an egotistical bully telling people not to high-five newbies and call them rock stars if they haven't really done much. It's disgusting. No, it's not. It's what people do to manipulate the masses, to keep them buying seminar tickets, to keep them... uh, on their whatever program and keep them buying everything new that they come out. It's manipulation of the masses. Because when you high-five somebody that really hasn't done anything much and everybody around them knows that they haven't done anything, it deteriorates the troops. It It will bring down your organization. And what it does, it's like a slap in the face to those that are making it happen out there every week, learning, growing, implementing what they're learning, getting in front of people, exposing new people to the products or service that you market. And when you're you're treating uh, people that are afraid to get off the couch like they're a rock star because they just paid $997 to attend your seminar or $222 or $19. And and people see through that. People understand what's going on. Intelligent people get what's happening. Uh, 80% of network marketers are happy. They, if they're earning zero to $500 a month, and making them feel insignificant if they don't if they don't want more than that is not the proper way to build a team. You know what? I agree with that 100%, but here's reality. Very few people get involved in network marketing to make 0 to $500 a month. Most people that get involved in network marketing 
have a flicker of a dream. They have a flicker of freedom. They have a flicker of being able to create a college fund for their child. They have bigger dreams than zero to $500 a month or they would have never gotten involved in network marketing. If somebody only wants to make $500 a month, my suggestion is they do something different, that this is not the business model for people that just want to make $500 a month. So my point being is many people get involved in this profession and they settle for zero to $500 a month. That's not why they came in. But they're happy because they're in profit and they may, you know, I've recommended on this podcast before. Again, you need to read this article because I agree with it. It's called the $300 solution. But if they feel bad, see, I my focus is I, I believe that they can achieve the dream that they came here for. And I don't settle when I know because I'm smart and you guys are smart because you you got their top three reasons top 20 you know that they're here because you know they have this antique car that their granddad used to own and they know who owns it and they want to buy it back you know you know why they're here and for you to accept them settling for less than what they came here for is lack of leadership. It's lack of leadership. And I just believe that. I, I just I just absolutely 100% believe that. So I'm not making them feel insignificant in any way, shape, or form. I'm going to celebrate every victory. And, but I am not, but I'm going to encourage them to continue to learn, grow, develop, refine their skills and achieve their dreams. And if that's wrong, I'm sorry. And whoever thinks it's wrong, I disagree 100%. Again, she said, when my organization grows to 1,000 people, I want as many of those on authorship as possible. Well, of course you do because your focus is, is on you and your check and not on the reasons your people join to begin with. You need to understand the social aspect of this business and stop being so condescending and obnoxious with your podcast sessions. Listen, lady, don't listen to me anymore. That's fine, honey. It's fine. That's fine. You don't need to listen to me. There's a lot of people that will tell you what you need to hear, what you want to hear. You know, there's a lot of social clubs that you can join. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. You don't need to listen to me. You, nobody forced you to listen to this podcast. We're cool. We're fine. I'm sure you're a wonderful human being. Okay, but I'm not into creating social clubs and cults. I'm just not there. I can't go there. I'm incapable. It's about this is why you're doing it. Daggone it. Let's go get it done. Let's get that college fund created for your grandchild. Let's get that credit card paid off. You know, let, let, let's 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 buy that first home. Let's buy that duplex. Let's let's buy that apartment building. You know, let's create that whatever you're looking to do. That's 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 the game, guys. And I I'm not going to accept 
the fact that I'm not going to let somebody on my team that I know is going to bed every night thinking about a college fund, how they're going to get their grandchild through college, and I'm not going to let them, you know, get to $300 a month and, and think they've arrived. That's where I'm coming from, 1,000%. That article, the 300 uh, uh, $300 solution is also part of MLMTrainingArticles.com. MLMTrainingArticles.com. It's one of the 24 articles there. And then she goes on, to, you know, she's saying, however, I'm staying with the company that I'm with this time. She's the one that had followed her, her upline to five programs in seven years. But she's staying with this company this time because she's found a group of supportive people. She's sure the training she's receiving will help her get in profit and rank up. Well, it ain't going to happen. If you don't change some mindsets, I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Uh, you, you know, it's not just about skill sets. It's not just about lead generation and funnels and hacks guys there's a lot that goes into this and it takes the proper mindsets as well as the proper skill sets and if you don't have the proper mindsets you're going to get cooked in the squat and you will never achieve one-tenth of your upside potential and again you know i understand there's cultures that are that are appealing to mediocrity and as leaders and as people that love this profession and the dreams that it can help people fulfill, we all have a choice, and that's to inspire greatness or cater to mediocrity. So the, the number one thought that I really want you to think about this week is you've got to distinguish, you know, if you, the company makes it difficult, I understand, but a conversation will help you distinguish, do I have a customer or, or do I have somebody that had that that has put on the orange vest and is starting the training program? You know that wants to progress and move forward within this this organization and advance and progress. What do I have here? Because you have to identify up front who you really have, who you really have. And, you know, there's tremendous incomes that can be built in this profession with just acquiring a lot of customers, customer acquisition. And there's people that are really talented doing that. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for you to maximize your upside potential, it's going to come from building a team, building teams of people. And just being able to really wrap your brain around this it's going to go a long, long way and will help you tremendously, help you tremendously. So the last thing you want to do is alienate customers. That's the last thing you want to do. You never want to alienate customers. But, but until, you, until, they, until they establish with you what, why they're here, then you, you've got to communicate with them based upon why they're here and what their reasons are. And when they go through beginning spurts along this path and they run into hurdles, 
you can accept them quitting or you can try to get them over the hurdle and back on path. And that's what leadership does. And customers will become offended and alienate, alienate, I'm going to learn that word, alienate, alienated, alienated. They will become alienated and frustrated. Should have said customer frustration should have been the name of this. But they will, but this, this lady used, what she say? Do business the way you teach. It can only alienate customers on one's team. I 100% disagree. I, I believe that you must become real with those that are on one's team. And that's the reality, guys. So, you know, we have to have distinctions, not based upon what we say, but based upon what team members and customers communicate to us. That's the real difference. It's not about judging people at all. It has nothing to do with judging people. It's let them identify what they want. Let them identify what they want and understand that those desires, wants, and needs can change. And they can change for many reasons. They can change because they're weary from the, from the road. They can change because life happens. Life happens. And that's why you have to run when you can run, as I talked about in another podcast, because life's going to happen. So it's just being real with people, understanding where they are, not ever telling them what they need to hear. Don't worry if they fall off auto ship next month. Uh, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. You know, appreciate and take awesome care of your customers and tell your team members the truth. This is Dale Calvert. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week on another session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence.